Prince. Hey everybody, welcome to What A Nerd Podcast. It is me, the legendary, the great David, here with my lovely co-host, the awesome, awesome sauce, sorry, awesome sauce, Natasha. Awesome, fantastic sauce. Uh, And I mean, when I say awesome sauce, I mean extra awesome. So there we go. And uh, today is a special episode because uh, this week E3 is coming. I'm excited. Um, as you know, Sony's not gonna be there because they're party poopers, which is fine. No one, no one to miss them. But uh, I do hope, and this is just my hope, uh, that they do at least uh, sometime this summer release. Just hey, just a few games that they're thinking about coming out with. Uh, everybody's going to this whole. I'm just gonna do my own press conference and get all the eyes. But whatever. I'm excited. We got Nintendo and we got Microsoft that's going to be doing their E3 press conference this weekend. Uh, so, I mean, that's good enough for me, uh, with, especially with Microsoft buying up all the developers that they've been buying up. I can't wait to see what they have coming down the pipeline in the next um, four to six years. So it kicks off June 12th. Um, we're actually going to get a pre-show at 11 a.m., for Ubisoft, uh, it's going to be the forward. It's going to show you everything that's going to be coming out, like mostly trailers, probably. That's what we're looking at. And then that will lead into their 12 p.m. Um, Ubisoft forward. And then they're going to be talking about the Gearbox uh, showcase. Like at 10 a.m., they're going to be going to the Xbox and then the best uh, game showcase. And the game uh, PC gaming show will be at 2.30. So we got a huge gap um, for Xbox games and this Xbox exclusives and stuff they're going to be talking about. And then Monday, they'll be talking about mythical games and then they'll have the indie showcase and some Capcom stuff. Finally, on Tuesday, we'll get uh, at 9 a.m. Nintendo's Nintendo Direct and Nintendo Treehouse Live. The official E3 award show will be at 4 45 p.m you mentioned xbox is going to go on before nintendo so let's let's jump into uh let's jump into xbox first i know you're a big xbox fan yep so um as most people know um xbox and bethesda so let's just go ahead and keep them together because uh xbox and bethesda are like uh family members at this point uh and like natasha said they'll be um doing their press their showcase on uh june 13th at about 10 a.m and again like i mentioned earlier microsoft has a huge stable of developers and um natasha question what do you hope we might see there and i mean we probably got to take fable i'm not fable but uh 
Fallout and Elder Scrolls off the table, which I'm hoping Elder Scrolls is there. But I think uh, Fallout may be a ways off, in my opinion. I just don't I think mean, it's going to be there anytime soon. I'm actually going to see if there are whispers. You know, got to go Reddit, see what we got here. Um, they're saying there might be some new stuff for Fallout 76. I know. 76? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, so <laughs> they're saying there's going to be a new locations, map, unlockables. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we run smoothly and all this good stuff. But I mean, they're saying this, but what I feel like they're just going to end up doing is just give us um another patch like they're probably just going to release a patch maybe in 2022 we'll get a new new fallout game well uh me i hope we finally get to see game well official gameplay of halo infinite i know they've been uh i know last year they were a little uh a little i guess not discouraged, but a little uh, shocked at the fans not being so impressed with how Halo was looking. So I know they're probably going to showcase maybe up-to-date version of Halo Infinite or at least some more information on that. Um, I'm, I'm hearing rumors of a perfect dark. Did you find the answers you were looking for, Agent Dark? Not yet. Uh, remastered or remake, I'm not sure. Or even just a standalone game, just a perfect dark. That continues the uh, the story from the original uh, Perfect Dark on um, N64. Also, last year we had a uh, trailer from from the uh, Fable game, which I'm a huge fan of Fable. Uh, that was on the original Xbox. Also, um, I don't know if you're excited about this, but an Indiana Jones game is uh, supposed to be coming out too. Yeah, I'm not super big on Indiana Jones. <laughs> what? You're not um, a Jonesy? <laughs> no, I am more of a Laura Croft and a Uncharted type person. Mm-hmm. I just it just kind of seemed kind of unrealistic to me because like, oh, we're looking for the Lost Ark of the Covenant and there's Nazis. I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it felt, but it felt weird. I mean, it's always going to be, there's always going to be snakes, whips, Nazis. For me, it's not really my thing, but yay for everyone who really does like Indiana Jones. Good for you guys. I mean, I would like to see a new Warcraft game, but that's probably going to happen. Forza Motorsports, but I mean, they bring that out. I think they're on like the seventh or eighth one now. Uh, oh, Forza? Yeah, so I'm sure that's uh, exciting. Uh, what number of Forza are they on? Uh, they're on seven. They're on seven. Yeah, yeah. It's been confirmed. They're on seven. Uh, moving on to Nintendo. Um, so a few of the things that um, were rumored to be, I want to say it's rumored because Nintendo is again, they've been very tight lipped about all of this. Um, but a Breath of the Wild sequel again, they have made no mention that they're going to do this, but fans are anticipating it. Um, a Bayonetta 3, a Splatoon 3, Mario Golf, uh, Super Rush. Uh, Skyward Sword and some Pokemon game, but it's not uh, saying which one. Something that the fans are looking forward to. So, uh, out of all of those, anything you uh, looking forward to, man? Mostly a new Legend of Zelda game. I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping we get that. I'm trying to think. I think it's been confirmed that we're getting a new Pokemon game. That Mario Golf. I oh, yeah, Mario it. Golf. I watched the trailer for it, and I wanted to ask you if we could get that. Because it takes me back to Wii Sports Golf. 
but on a whole nother level. Like it it looks so crisp and clean. Like the mechanics of it, I can really get behind. It's saying that we are actually getting a new Pokemon game. We're getting Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl, which will be launching in late 2021, so probably this summer. And then Arceus will launch early in 2022. Hopefully it did better than, um, well, not did better. Hopefully it does better than Pokemon Snap. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> you didn't like Pokemon Snap was awesome. You didn't like Pokemon Snap? No, I, I preferred playing Let's Go Eevee and transferring my Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Let's wow. Go Wow. Wow. I still play Pokemon Go. I've been playing for four years now. Uh, yeah, is there anything else at E3? Uh, again, like I say, I, I don't, I don't have any. Um... Oh, I was gonna say um, about Pokemon Arca- uh, Arceus. That's actually gonna be an open world, so that's gonna be super cool because normally you're just walking through and then you say do 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 do, and you're like, oh, it's another battle, or there's another Pokemon that I have to capture. But since it's gonna be open world, that will make it kind of like um, eventually you can do like multiplayer with your friends and go on Pokemon hunting event, like adventures and training and stuff. So that's all I have to say about Pokemon. I was about to go on the whole tangent, but I stopped myself. So yay me. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, something, because uh, I know Ubisoft's going to be there. Um, they have a game that I'm looking forward to, Beyond Good and Evil, that they showcased um, hey, maybe like four or five years ago. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 3 or 2, I think it is. I'm looking forward to that. And also, I heard rumors that they were supposed to be making like a Splinter Cell division kind of game where it's all supposed to be all of that in one. I hope if we do get any information this weekend, I hope that's something. And Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. 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 Well, we already got one Ratchet and Clank game, but I thought we were getting another one. And if yeah. we are, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Battlefield. But I mean, you know. So, what are your feelings about? Uh, the new Halo. I like Halo. I didn't honestly. I didn't think it was bad when everybody was kind of like complaining about the uh, original reveal. People were whining about it, but I was just like, I don't know. Like I, you know, when they do stuff like that, I never usually take it as this is final product that they're showing. I always feel like it's still work improvements to be done. Whether it's touching up on the environment, the character, the story, I, I never really go. Oh, this is it. Now, the only time I've done that was with um, a game by uh, called Watch Dogs. And that was because oh. at E3, they blew us away with the trailer. And then the game came out and it turned out to not be anything like they did in the trailer. I, I liked, I liked uh, Halo. I enjoyed it back in the days. I think I might have played the first. In, well, no, I played the first one and the second one for sure. Yeah, I got up to uh, Halo Reach. That's just yeah, I didn't play that. any after that. Halo and Halo 2 was like a, a must play back in school. I mean, the multiplayer, I must have logged at least, I don't even want to, it's embarrassing to mention how many hours, but a lot of hours into the multiplayer back I in the day. I was using my free period to play on the computer. So, I mean, Halo kind of pulls you in, you know, you're going to these alien worlds and defending. Oh, there is. And then the whole spinoff of the... Oh, and, and by the way, just, just so the listeners uh, know, the other voice that you're hearing, that is Natasha's husband. Oh. And he... Uh, I forgot, I'm sorry, I forgot to announce uh, 
I forgot to announce the gentleman in the beginning, so I apologize. I just I know people are probably like, is that another voice or something? Yeah, so that's Natasha's husband. Uh, he's a uh, special guest on the podcast today. I just so you know whose voice is uh, in the background. I wanted to mention something about Halo Three in the sandbox map. There was a hidden skull. I think it was an achievement to collect all the hidden skulls on the maps. And I remember you had to build a tunnel. And you can go in on you know, a private map and do custom builds. And you had to build a tunnel, but the towers were shooting you with lasers on the outside the sandbox. And me and my friend Red spent hours trying to build the tunnel perfectly to get to the edge of the map to collect the skulls. And I thought that was really cool of Halo just to drop little things in there to fully explore their maps and And make it more of an immersive game. Yeah, so it's like you can't rush Halo. Somebody's like, you know, talking bad about unfinished product of Halo. It's, you know, I'm not quite hearing that because I'll wait for a game like Diablo 4. I'll wait as long as they want to take it because I know the the final product is going to be beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I still stand by that the studios, they make the games, but we make the gaming experience. So if, like, a game could be amazing, have beautiful graphics, beautiful mechanics to the game, and just great gameplay, but if it doesn't get that un- to the gamers, the game's going to die. I mean, there's going to be, like, Duke Nukem that look horrible. And Doom also looks horrible, you know, like the original Doom that now, but we have so many people that play it because it has that oomph to it. Yeah. I mean, that's why Resident Evil still going strong. So, um, I mean, is there anything else on E3? Just looking forward to it. Hope we get to see some stuff. And, um, and like I said, it's this weekend. So hopefully you guys are uh, listen to the podcast then enjoy E3 and maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're right. Hopefully, um, I mean, they revealed some stuff that we didn't talk about. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, it's June 12th, but you guys probably already know that because we're all nerds here. (laughs) (laughs) We're nerds. Yeah. (laughs) So there was something interesting that I had read online, and it's kind of, like I said, dovetail perfect with um, with Luna. So I read uh, something about Xbox is officially – trying to figure out a way to get away from to move beyond consoles and uh they're actually in talks with tv mobile and other um um companies uh to help with their cloud gaming so that they can take that next step into getting away from the consoles and strictly moving off of uh xbox's uh game pass so i'm i guess what i'm saying is kind of in the course with luna is that the future at this point? Do you think that fans are going to move to Because, again, we got to keep in mind, gamers um, are very fickle and they're very um, stubborn. And uh, moving them away from the, what they're used to can sometimes cause a bit of a um, uproar. So with, 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 with them, with Microsoft, future-wise, trying to get away from having a console where now you can just play the games in your TV. Now, mind you, I'm not against it totally. I have kind of gotten away from wanting the hard copies of games. Uh, I have a lot of friends who still want the hard copies of games just because 
It's just what we've been used to. But like I explained to them, at one point, we all wanted tapes for our VCRs. And then we moved from tapes to, to, to CDs, from CDs to Blu-rays, and now from Blu-rays to digital. I think Microsoft is seeing the writing on the wall. And I also think they're going to use the, hey, a lot of those games end up the plastic, all of that stuff ends up in the waste and it's called. Yeah. So the next way they're saying, hey, you'll buy a TV in the future and already if you have Xbox Game Pass, you already have access to a, a huge library of games all on your TV. So you don't even have to worry about, oh, I have to go out and buy it. You can buy it right at home, digitally download it straight to your TV. And voila. So I guess the question I'm asking is. How do you feel about that shift to completely removing um, the hardware and going strictly digital? I mean, it's not like a super big shock for me because, I mean, it's the logical thing. I think it's great that we're starting to care more about the environment when it comes to gaming and not just like, oh, well, this is a great pastime and it is what it is. Now we're actually like, oh, well, we can enjoy this we can um, uh, we can enjoy this fictional world that we're diving into but also take care of our planet somewhat i i have a feeling we're going to see a lot more mobile games in the future which i'm mobile to me is you know my problem with mobile and i and i said this back in the days when um uh, your favorite company blizzard announced at BlizzardCon that uh, Diablo is going to be a mobile exclusive. And I watched the fans in the crowd almost want to stone the people, the developers to death on the stage. Um, To me, it's just like I use my cell phone for phone calls, text messages. Like I never really download anything on it to keep me to, to take away the time that I take when I play Resident Evil or Final Fantasy or Fallout or Skyrim or Bioshock or whatever I'm playing like I just it's just not the same experience to me like it's a cool thing to have a few games on there when I'm on a trip on out of town on the plane or I'm waiting to go for a job interview or something while you know but it's just like I don't find myself using my phone that often to where I'm like I have a block of time I have to kill I want some games on this especially when you have stuff like the PSP, the PS Vita, your Game Boy Advances, your, well, I'm dating myself, your Switches, your, um, your, your, you know, I just, like, mobile gaming never made sense to me because a lot of the times... Also, did you say the PS, the PSP Vita? The PSP and the PS Vita, yeah. Oh, okay, let's say, hey, 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 we're like the same age. We did not start off with the PS Vita. We were the PSP... Uh, First of all, my PSP was incredible. I had emulators on there. I had games downloaded. That thing, it was, and I lost it, but that thing was so powerful and so amazing. Like, the Vita was basically just a no-duh purchase for me because of how great the PSP was. Um, Remember when they tried to do the whole PlayStation phone? Yeah, absolutely. But, again... I, and I understand, like, there's actual phones out here that are made for gaming. I just yeah. personally don't think mobile gaming is, um, I don't know, I just, I, I won't participate. I don't use my phone that much to dive into it. But that's just yeah. me. That's just me. But, uh, but, but, but I was saying, um, what you were saying basically was, and it's few, and you know, you're in the, the small group of people who, um, who are okay with, 
uh, them kind of getting away from the console. Uh, but I don't think fans are going to be too excited about that because I think there are still people who have to, who love still having the physical copy. Now, mind you, they are weaning us off of it a little bit. But I just think it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a battle to the end. Not something that I think it's gonna. I know fans are gonna fight it. But I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I've been digitally downloading for a few years now, so I don't. I think like with mobile gaming, like yeah, I think it's gonna be a pain in the butt. But I also think like if we can get more games that are augmented reality, I think we'll be fine because they're just going with the flow of times, and we all yeah, have absolutely. our phones in absolutely. hands constantly. So why and, not try to use that as a gaming platform also? Exactly. And my and my thing is, um, I don't see this being any different than what um what the music industry is doing. The music industry's kind of gotten away from CDs. Yeah, I mean, there's still places like vintage vinyl that has CDs and vinyl records. I mean, I just recently bought some vinyl. I mean, and there's still places like vintage stock that has uh, gaming consoles and CDs and I just think that technology is going to catch up. It's it's going to all work out eventually. Like, yeah. probably be using video games, like, uh, using video games to teach classes, like, in biology, you know. Use the VR to, uh, or AR to uh, dissect frogs. Yeah. Using, I mean, we're using touch screens and stuff, so, I mean, it's not that far off. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff coming, like, there's a uh, there's Luna, uh, that's gonna be a thing. Um, there, there are a couple that we talked about, but I'm just like just fixate on Luna. I, 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 yeah, I, I know it's well now Microsoft, I think, is starting to well announcing that they're moving into that direction. So, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's gonna be weird. Like, you just go and buy the controller, or the controller comes with your TV, and that's it. Or your games are like the controller has a memory storage. Well, the TV, the TV is basically, hey, we're 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 a uh, we're on Wi-Fi. We have your whole library at your disposal. Go ahead and play. No need to buy. I mean, but wouldn't it be crazy though? One day, just having a controller and just like downloading it, like your games into your controller and just like connecting it to your TV. Like if you're like in a hotel, you're just like, oh yeah, I got my controller and pull your games up. <laughs> So uh, just keeping with Xbox um, on Xbox. So um, Xbox's boss, uh, Phil Spencer, called out, and I say this with quotation marks, other console developers <coughs> so, uh, about their PC port and high price, uh, high game prices. Um, Sony's not being really easy about porting over their games. And by the way, they're making players uh, repay for the game. That's why yep. um, that's why Microsoft is kind of doing this. Their, their system is a very uh, good system because uh, once you pay for the game on Xbox, you can have it on on PC. Like I can play my like it's, it's, it's all kind of in the same world. So I don't have to repay for it. But again, Sony's not uh, playing so nice and not that we should expect them to. I mean, I've always seen. Sony has like McDonald's. It's like mm, nostalgia, and then like Microsoft is like Burger King. They're just like have it your way. Uh, <laughs> so you can do whatever. We're always gonna be here any way you want us. We're here. PlayStation just needs to do better. I mean, I but, like, like I said before, they just keep um, hoping that they can bank in on nostalgia. That's not really gonna work out for the long run. <laughs> 
And I'm excited about this announcement. So it looks like um, the, which I love, Spider-Verse 2 has added Miss Issa Rae from um, Insecure as the voice of Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman. Um, and the film is likely to set up, they say, a Spider-Woman spinoff, uh, which is already in development. I am excited. I love Issa Rae. Um, uh, she's an amazing talent. Um, and I can't wait to see see Spider-Verse 2. I, I enjoyed the first one. I can't wait to see this. So, And Jessica Drew uh, is just the best version of her, in your opinion? Um, in my uh, opinion. Okay. Okay. And who, who's the other? Um... So I'm glad you asked. Um, for the other versions of Spider-Woman, we have Felicia Hardy. We got Gwen Stacy, which a lot of people just call her Spider Gwen. Um, and we have Jessica Davis and Jessica Day. Um, pretty much the same backstories for the most part. Um, except Silk, she has kind of a weird story where she's bit and uh, she's just uh, very attracted, since children might be listening, very attracted to Peter Parker um, due to his pheromones. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to see her finally get some uh, spotlight. I wanted to say some other stuff, but I don't want to, like, just in case it's in the movie, I don't want people to be like, oh, you spoiled it for me. Yeah, and, I mean, well, I just wanted to kind of speak on just the yeah. other versions. So, I mean, that's it. Yeah, I can, I can talk about, um, like, her first appearance if you guys are just can't wait until the Spider-Verse movie comes out. Um, you can actually... Her first appearance was Marvel Spotlight, issue 32, which was back in 1977, if you want to see her first appearance and kind of get a feel for her. And then currently there is about 50 issues of the ongoing Spider-Woman comic. Jessica Drew, the one that's going to be in Spider-Verse. Um, she has a couple of books. Um, she has some other names, um, such as um, arachnid hunter arachnid hide so there's some things i mean about her you know, she yeah. um she's originally from earth 616 so she's from tevin mcguire's spireverse i guess you could say so um we might have already seen her um she also works at the same place he does so we might have seen the character before we just didn't notice it because the MCU was kind of funky at that time because I believe Sony owned Spider-Man at the time when that was all going on. Did they own Sony? Did Sony own Spider-Man one time McGuire was Spider-Man? Really? I know that like it was weird. Like they had a whole thing set up for like Spider-Man, like Tom McGuire Spider-Man, but it didn't kind of like it didn't pan out because the MCU and then the rights and everything, so yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm excited. I think Issa Rae is going to be a good addition to it. For those wondering if there's going to be a WandaVision season two, uh, no. It was a limited series. Marvel said, uh, but never say never, says Marvel. Uh, but they did say there was supposed to be a limited series, and uh, they have no plans on making a season two. Uh, Loki is out. Um, and I have not watched it, but I do plan on watching it this weekend. 
just the first episode. So I don't know if people had a chance to watch that, but uh, I have been looking forward to the Loki. I was super impressed with WandaVision. It completely threw me for a loop. I did not know I would enjoy that as much. I know Natasha's rolling her eyes, but that's okay. I just, I didn't think it'd be that good. I was like, I don't know about this character, but it did really good. So Loki, I watched. I haven't watched, um, What's those, what is those two guys' names? Those, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yes. Those, those guys. Yeah. So how, how was that show? I didn't watch it. So, um, what do you want to know? Was it good? Yeah, uh, we actually got to see the first uh, Captain America. Um, not gonna spoil that, but uh, they they definitely touched on um, certain people in history not getting the recognition they deserve due to the color of their skin. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, really cool. Um, we got to see. Um, oh, really cool thing. Before I forget, um, we got to see Bucky uh, actually start using his right arm for things instead of just his left. He's actually right-handed. People probably don't want to know that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so whenever you see him fight, he usually leads with his left. And we actually find out reasoning behind it. Um, he um, There's a lot of left stuff that goes on in this show and just in the Marvel universe. But um so he uses his left hand because that's his um his metronic arm, his mechanical arm. But um he feels like he can't use it in his daily life because there's so much shame with it, like killing people and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, just the basic stuff, you know, mass murder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he eventually doesn't necessarily forget that he's right-handed, but he starts using his right hand again for, like, um, shaking hands and um, actually starts using it to fight with. And then you eventually get to see him. The more he goes towards his old self, you get to see him use his right hand more. But, like, he does little funny things. Like, when it's something like a bad phone call, like when something bad's happening, he'll use his left hand to answer the phone. It's just like little things like that. There's a really nice scene where Bucky's on the right side of Falcon and the Falcon's to the left. So you get this nice little, um, the old Winter Soldier is now on the on the right side of Captain America, like it was originally supposed to be. Yeah, so there's just little things like that. They're super cute. Um, moments and it's just a feel good show for the most part. Yeah. I'm definitely it's good. I, I I may go back and rewatch. I may go back and watch it, but uh, I don't know. It just didn't catch my my attention, so I just was like, oh, okay. I mean, if you're watching it for the bromance and you remember the connection between Cap and Falcon, then this is a great show for you. Uh, moving over a little bit over to the uh, DC. Um, it looks like Zack Snyder. Uh, recently well, revealed an image of John Stewart, the real Green Lantern, yeah, uh, played by uh, played by uh, Wayne T. Carr, um, but he was cut and replaced by Martian the Manhunter because um, WB wanted to save the character for future projects. Uh, which I know Natasha, get ready. Why did we need Cyborg again? Or- and I know, I know everybody, I know everybody's gonna, I know everybody's rolling their eyes, but. 
We have Green Lantern. We have Green Lantern. Cyborg's not needed. It's not needed. He's not needed. We had Mr. Stewart, John Stewart, the real yeah. Green Lantern. You already um, know how I feel about it. They're just like... <laughs> I know. I don't want to read, talk about it again because I know I spoke about it. Uh, and plus, I just want a whole tangent about Falcon Winter Soldier thing about the whole social awareness that show has. And I don't want people to be like, oh, what nerds getting political? It's like, well, these are things that happen in the comic book world and happen in movies. And sometimes with Falcon, that was beautifully done. And then sometimes with Cyborg, you're just like, why? Just why? Like, you don't get it. They had Green Lantern. Why did we need? You have Hawkgirl. Like, if you, if you guys are trying to fill in the minority gap, not saying that's what you guys are doing, but kind of feels like that's you are. That's what they're doing. You could have filled in a huge minority gap. Bisexual bird woman that is of African descent. That's also a goddess. That also was a single mom. That also was a civil rights leader. Like you could have filled in so many boxes with her, but we got cyborg. And I don't. It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't like cyborg because he's black. I just don't like him because he's a boring character. He doesn't have a good arc. I mean, he don't come at me like yeah, he's he comes into his own, but it's like he's basically going through this. I was a jock, but I have feelings. Oh, wait, I can still be a jock? Okay, I'm comfortable with my body. Like, I can be a jock and save the world. So he didn't really grow. Like, yeah, he made some friends along the way, but the first time he had a friend, Tara, he sold her out. He's like, we should just kill her because she works with Slade. So it's like, oh, wow, that's like your first actual friend that looked beyond all that and what you did the jinx was messed up and it's like you're just you're not really learning anything my guy so that's why i don't the cyborg so when i saw him i was just like oh any character growth no he's just here to be here he's a placeholder cool when there's trouble you know what to do call cyborg i love miss margot robbie and she is trying to do something that I thought she should. They should have did anyway. She's trying to bring uh, Poison Ivy into the uh, DC uh, into the DC universe with her movie. I mean, to be alongside uh, Harley Quinn. I mean, they are married. Well, bring her in. I don't know why WB I mean, is. It's so weird how this studio operates. Like WB is like any way to make this stuff good, we don't want. Yeah. Let's just get out of get out of here. I love that the Joker had. Time and he got to say his piece because oof, he was he was low key roasting Batman, which was hilarious. Okay, so he's like, "Oh, t- me? I'm fine. You without me though? Yeah, that's not gonna happen." And you know, right before you know, it's like, "Oh, he doesn't know anything." He's like, "It's okay, Bruce." I'm like, "He called you by your government name, dude. Like, you don't know who he is, but he knows you. He could have killed you at any time, but he enjoys this game." Yeah, well, I like that Margot Robbie said that. I think they need to bring Poison Ivy. Uh, I just think WB needs to just start, like, just start pulling out the cards, man. Like, like, like I read the recent um thing about uh, Warner Brothers not being a fan of Snyder's. Uh, universe or Snyder, the, the the universe that Snyder kind of put together. They, they're just not interested on in his take. 
Um, but the fans watched the movie. They enjoyed every bit of it. So my thing is, why not give it a chance? Like, what, what do you have to lose at this point? You already are not favorable when it comes to your movies outside of a few good Batman movies. Uh, the fans wasn't super impressed with Justice League until you released the Snyder cut. So, I mean, my thing is the guy clearly has something there. Why not take it? Like, I feel like this is their opportunity to take um, DC and go off into the stratosphere. Why not? I just don't I don't understand that. The, their reluctance to do that it's very bizarre to me i mean they're they're kind of like a company it's like well this is what has always worked and if you don't like it we're not going to change it because this is what's always worked you guys always come back because you guys are going to watch it you're going to complain about it but at least you came and watched it is there yeah but i don't know i think i don't know it's just this 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 whole whatever you fans are just going to do it anyway i just i don't know i think as fans we should kind of you know show them who's boss by like yeah, not going and supporting these movies because they're choosing to instead of follow the blueprint that's been laid, they're just doing their own thing. Yeah, we shouldn't give money to that. DC I can they- honestly say that I've never cried during a DC movie. Um, Marvel, however, I have cried, laughed, and felt like I made bonds with these characters. Speaking of another DC property that uh, is coming soon, my man, the Dwayne, the Rock Johnson is going to be playing Black Adam. 5,000 years later, I'm free. And I give you my word. No one will ever stop me again. Uh, and I was excited that they finally announced some of the other people that will be alongside him. Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adam yep. Smasher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cyclone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like that? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, yay! <laughs> and uh, Doctor Fate is some of the people that they've announced um, that'll be alongside uh, uh, Black Adam. And also heard that they have no, uh, they have, they're, they're not gonna put um, Shazam and uh, Black Adam against each other. No time soon. So. And anyone that's curious who Doctor Fate is, basically, he is Doctor Strange and Nova together. So pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. It, it, you know, it's the fans that kind of rallied around wanting um wanting um The Rock to play um to play Black Adam. Yeah. And he said, Hey, the fans, you spoke. I'm gonna play Black Adam. And I was like, oh. I mean, finally. the premise though of uh Dr. Fate's always been finding me. It's just random dude gets helmet and the helmet happens to be sentient. It's like, you shall do my will. It's like, oh now I'm gonna take this off, and then he can't. <laughs> <laughs> like that must have been like so freaking weird like could you imagine that like you just get like a super nice hat and the hat's just like now you shall do my will nah let me take this hat off no nah, you can't anymore because now you're doing it will yeah, it's like nah we're together forever bro <laughs> moving forward back to the um well the marvel universe so there is a marvel what if and this is an alternate universe um anime series that's supposed to be on Disney Plus and uh I think they're going to zombie route on this one if I'm not mistaken yeah so. let's let's go let's go the what if comics are so awesome get yourself a copy at St. Louis if you are in St. Louis uh STL comics or wizard wagon like they have plenty of what uh what if uh, one-off comics they're so good like my favorite one is 
what if Loki had the powers of Thor? So good. Uh, there's also Spider-Man. Uh, what if Punisher was Spider-Man? Just, it doesn't make sense until you read it. I promise you, it's just so good. And um, the zombie universe, it, it was so good that it had its own arc, story arc, own comic issues to uh, go along with it. Um, <laughs> what if they made a, 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 what if Thor went for the head? <laughs> <laughs> they just ended the whole, uh, it ended the whole thing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's supposed to be slated in August. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm super hyped for that. Disney's really knocking these out of the park. I mean, DC got a lot of catching up to do. I'm super excited for that. Also super excited for the Eternals. So excited. We have Thanos being played by Angelina Jolie. So let's go. It's gonna. I already know it's gonna be freaking epic. Although, I mean, I do already have a question about it. Like, why didn't you guys come get your brother this whole time? Thanos just over here snapping people. It's like we don't intervene with humanity. Um, y'all just watched all that happen, so I kind of want to know why. But other than that, I'm I'm super hyped for it. But uh, Howard University renamed the College um, of Fine Arts after uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman. Um, Rest in peace to him. He's the gentleman who did, uh, which I'm sure I don't have to tell people, but uh, he did a fantastic job in Black Panther um, and passed away, um, what, last year, year, a few years ago? Um, so it was really dope of Howard University to uh, name a, of the, the fine arts, uh, the College of Fine Arts after him. Um, again, that guy, even in death, is still still making things happen. So um, that's dope. I, thought, I heard that, and uh, I thought that was really, really cool. Since it is Pride Month still, um, before I forget, uh, DC is actually releasing um, DC Pride issue one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to let you guys know um, it's a one shot that spotlights a rare, um, a, a rare blah, a bunch of different LG, LGBTQ plus characters in DC Comics that are, uh, that's canon. Um, we'll be seeing Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn. Um, who else will we see? Um, oh, Aqualad. Um, gosh. Um, oh, Batwoman. Kate Kane's Batwoman. The guys are like, oh my god, what? Yeah, she's actually lesbian. So, um, so that's gonna be super cool. Hopefully, uh, that should be dropping this week. Hopefully, that doesn't go super weird. Um, I, I mean, I, I already know. That's a um, it's a money grab, but I mean, I'm just happy that they came out with it finally. Well, good. So they could uh, release any time, but I mean, is what it is. Um, so keeping in theme, um, DC. Uh, it looks like Aquaman two. Um, uh, the title has finally been revealed. It's uh, the Lost Kingdom. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm. I, I want to see this, but I do want to know what they're doing. What. See, to me, DC is just all over the place. There's just so many different components to this. So, I mean, are we supposed to ignore, like, the Batman? And then I'm hearing the Wonder Woman's having some issues. I'm hearing, like, I don't know. Like, what, what is the, like, what, what do you think? I guess the question I'm trying to ask is, how do you think they can fix this? Because it seems so disjointed at this point. 
so many different people. Seems very disjointed. I want to be that person, but DC, aka Detective Comics, doesn't have a clue what they're doing. Um, <laughs> I just kind of have my fingers crossed that they're going to release good stuff, and sometimes they do. Like, their animated movies just are way better than the live actions. Um, I think everyone that is listening to the podcast just binge out on all the animated stuff DC has to offer because it's way better than um, the live action stuff they put out right now um, or going to be putting out, uh, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people haven't watched The Killing Joke yet or the Red Hood series. what else was there? Um, I'm pretty sure there's a samurai Batman um, movie. Like I said, more of a Marvel fan. But there's there's this whole anime DC universe that is freaking beautiful. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, man. I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because um... if they they could just like do 10% of what they're doing in their animated movies in their live action, it would be so much better. Like, hold on, I'm going to pull up a list of all the DC anime movies that most people haven't heard of. They're out there that are freaking awesome. Okay, so there's Justice League War, uh, Justice League Dark, Justice League versus Teen Titans, Justice League The Fast Point Paradox, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, Son of Batman, Batman Bad Blood, The Death of Superman, Batman vs. Robin, Reign of Superman, Teen Titans, a.k.a. The Jewish Contract, Justice League Dark 2, Apocalypse War, Batman Hush, All-Star Superman, Batman Batman Year One. So basically, I'm not going to list them all, but there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14. Okay. Altogether, there's 31 animated movies that they did. They're all amazing compared to what they keep regurgitating. Hmm. And also, uh, some of these actually explain why uh, Cyborg is in the Justice League. Oh, my God. Please, don't give me that part. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go for one more time. <laughs> Please, no more. I'm already angry. So um, that's pretty much all I have on my list. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Netflix. Uh, Netflix is uh, Cowboy Bebop. It's announced that it's coming in 2021. I'm, I'm super, super, super happy. I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, and it's a live action. So I'm a little nervous. But at the same time, I'm also super happy that they're making this because this anime is a classic so yep it'll be here in the fall so good i'll be able to have it in the fall to watch i think i got this poster at either mastl or quadcon but i have a poster of all the characters from Hmm. cowboy bebop spike looking super sexy with a cigarette um (laughs) but yeah it's awesome so I'm I'm, ex- I'm 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 really happy that they're gonna uh, that they're gonna be. Hey, I wanted to ask you. Um, 
So I heard that Jupiter, what is it, Legacy? Jupiter Legacy. Um, I heard they canceled it. Yeah. Do, do, do you know why? I do not know why. It's probably because it was too graphic. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, I seen something that said they canceled it. I was like, I wonder why. I mean, a lot of people were kind of butthurt about what was going on in the show. Um, they were hitting some major things. Oh, also, one of the um, heroes was openly gay. So it, it was that. And then also suicide was a prominent thing in that. Oh, OK. Yeah, I just I was just curious. I, I seen it. It was canceled. And I was like, I wonder why. I know you was uh, interested in it. So I didn't know if maybe there was like something that happened on the show that they was like, all right, that's it. We got to. We gotta shut this down. I mean, there's there's other shows that are hard hitting that are pretty good. Like uh, right now on um, Prime Video, there's Invincible, which is hilarious. Um, it's a superhero show. Um, I don't know how to describe it without giving spoilers. Uh, basically, that the Veltramite, basically Superman type archetype. Um, they have a kid that eventually gets his powers, and they kind of like uh. The Justice League thing going on there too, but it gets so dark so quickly, but it's hilarious sometimes. And sometimes you're just like, oh my God. So I would recommend people check that out. And also, a recommendation for you personally, David, since you like Cowboy Bebop, check out Carol and Tuesday. It's made by the same people and takes place around the same time as Cowboy Bebop. Really? And it's called Carol's Tuesday? Carol and Tuesday. We'll check it out. Are we in the recommendations? I don't know. Are we? Yes. Do you recommend that we, 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 we are. We are in recommendations. I only have one this week, um, and it's just because uh, I recently watched it and enjoyed it. But uh, you can go first if you want. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Like I said, check out Invincible on Prime Video. And then also Umbrella Academy is coming back. So let's go. Um. <laughs> Let's see, what else is there? Oh, Lucifer has new episodes on Netflix also. Um, you will not see that ending coming. I promise you that. Um, there's some other shows and movies. Um, do you have any recommendations, Calvin? Black Clover. Check, uh, check out Black Clover on, what? where would they watch it? Crunchyroll. Check out Black Clover on Crunchyroll. Um, you can also purchase it, I believe, off of Amazon uh, episodes and yeah I think that's so much uh, so far for me uh, that's all I got I mean I think there's definitely some Star Wars stuff I'm probably forgetting <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry well I do have two recommendations but and um, what else is there that I might be uh, thinking about um, Check out WandaVision if you haven't. Try to. Wish Dragon. It's not a comic book movie. It's I know it's 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 weird for me to suggest something that's not comic book related. But Wish Dragon, I just watched on Netflix. It's a pretty cute little story. Mm. Um also Over the Moon is pretty good. I mean I have a lot of recommendations, but they're just not comic book related. So take it away, David. So for my recommendations, I'm gonna <laughs> recommend you go watch Bad Batch. On Disney Plus, it's the um, what a nerd. What oh a my nerd. god, I know, right? Wars. It's amazing. It's amazing. So Star Wars Bad Batch, and uh, if you don't know, that is um, the 
I think it's five soldiers that didn't, um, that wasn't the normal clones. So when Order 66 was announced, they didn't get the message to kill all the Jedis. They only, they was kind of confused why everybody was trying to kill the Jedi. And uh, it's a I nice mean, spin on that. Um, and my other recommendation is uh, Batman, The Long Halloween Part 1. When I tell you I love the Batman animated series, they do no wrong. DC, congratulations. See, and I'll make sure to insert a, an applause right here. Batman, and then, by the way, if you get a chance, watch that Chinatown fight. It is one of the most amazing animated fights I've seen in a while. It's called Batman, uh, The Long Halloween Part 1. Please go watch it. It is awesome. Bruce and all his Bruceness. Bruce and all of his Bruceness and his broodiness. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Have you seen it yet? Is it when Joker does the, um, when they're like Samurais? Is it that one? Samurais, huh? No, it's not that one. I've seen a lot of anime Batman movies. <laughs> and in my defense, I've seen, there was one where I seen Joker turn into a house and Batman also was a mecha house and they were fighting. So I've seen a lot. And then also Batman teamed up with Scooby-Doo at one point. Who sent you? <laughs> what have you done with Alfred? So, and oh he also God. fought Dracula. So I've seen a lot of, Batman stuff that's just out there. <laughs> so if you get a chance, please, Batman, The Long Holiday. I mean, I'm sorry, The Long Halloween. Um, go check it out. And The Bad Batch from Star Wars on Disney+. Plus. And if you don't have Disney+, Plus, what are you doing with your life? What is what is life like without Disney+. Plus? Hulu. We've been taught that silence would save us, but it won't. I can't live my life straight because you're straight. I can't. I just gotta live my life for me and do it for me because this is my life. I've done my hair down. I've worn the dresses. I've done things that aren't natural to me to please other people. I was told to wipe off my makeup and be a boy. What they should have told me was to be myself. If other people aren't comfortable, that is not your problem. That is their problem. I want to tell other queer people that it is okay to be yourself. We won't stand for hatred. LGBTQ plus people are strong and resilient. We're not gonna go away. It's so important that we keep fighting for the right to be who we are. The right to love whoever we want to love. Like all the civil rights movements that have gone before, we're not gonna give up. I'm still oh, a proud gay man, okay? We have to be out and proud and visible where we can for the people where they can't. I, I live pride every single day. Refuse to ever give up. What do we do? Stand up like that! What do we do? Stand up like that! Los amamos. I love you. Stay strong.
So Pride Month, let me give you a rundown first. <laughs> so Pride Month actually started off as a protest to uh, speak up about the injustices that were happening in the community. Jeez, um, huh. I'm kind of on the spot right now, and I'm like not trying to like say anything that's gonna piss off our. Uh, Listeners, uh, <laughs> for most people, you don't get to be yourself every day due to um, social norms. Um, how do I say this? Pride Month is a way for people to um, express who they are and love without consequences for a month. And not just romantic love. I mean, like platonic love, family, just supporting each other. And so for some people, this is like the first time they're able to technically come out of the closet and be themselves so um that's a little bit of a rundown so um i was gonna say the first um actual pride month i don't know if you guys can hear my quotations um (laughs) was actually bill clinton president bill clinton declared june to be the gay and lesbian pride month in 1990 1999 and uh 2000 and then um in 2009 to 2016 each year President Barack Obama um, declared that June would be the LGBT LGBT Pride Month. And then later, President Joe Biden has declared that June this year um, is actually LGBT plus communities um, Pride Month. So now it's uh, LGBTQ plus communities uh, Pride Month. Um, so it's uh it's definitely uh it's still kind of weird of how we're not really trying to let people celebrate it. Um, like in the U.S., it started all because of the Stonewall riots in 1969, also known as the Stonewall Uprising. Um, so yeah, it's it's been going on um for a while, but um for me, um, pride is just remembering. People like Harvey Milk, who spoke about things and tried to make life better for everyone. It's definitely grown, like, people celebrate around the world now. But uh, I think we still need to make a lot of progress. Um, Yeah. Um, Do you have anything to add about Pride, Calvin? Um, I would just like to say, if there is nobody that around you that loves who you truly are, that we love you we accept you and we just want you to be yourself yeah that means if you're gay straight pansexual asexual demisexual polysexual pansexual i think i said pansexual right double up for you guys um bisexual um or any we're in between if you don't have if you're listening to the podcast and you don't have family that accepts you for who you are, what a nerd will accept you. Um, I I love you. Um, I will be your uh, sister by proxy, your aunt by proxy, your brother by proxy, your any family member you need by proxy if you want to reach out on Instagram or whatever and you just need someone to talk to. But yeah, I just... Um, for me, pride just means to show love to all my siblings out there, um, everyone that we may be all different colors of the the flag, but you know, at the end of the day, we all make this beautiful, colorful world that's uh, this rainbow that we live in, and you know, just take some time to just love someone if you can, you know. 
just, I mean, it's literally just a month, you guys, you know, just try to put differences aside and just let people have the freedom to love um, and to be loved. And uh, I'm, I'm speaking on uh, all consenting parties. Um, once again, being PC about it, um, I believe that all parties should be consenting to that that are involved. And um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's all for what pride means to me. It just means love and love people and spread, just spread happiness, love around. And if you notice that there is discrimination going on, speak up, like, don't just let it happen because a lot of people think that um, if it's not happening to me, then everything's fine. But you have to remember, just because that person, you might say a homophobic slur, a transphobic slur, that's someone's child, that's someone's brother, that's someone's sister, that's someone's mother, father. You know, that person has life too. So we're not really that different. It's just that we love differently. But we, at the end of the day, we still love. And we as humans need to remember that even though we have a bunch of stuff that we have against each other, we need to make sure not to lose our humanity because at the end of the day, we're all just human. So just love another human being for being a human being. Just thank you for being here just in general. Um, yeah, I don't want to just, uh, I don't want to take over the whole podcast and go on this thing. I don't want, you know. Oh, you're good. You're good. I just wanted you to get your. I wanted you to get your feelings out, and I wanted to address it, and I wanted to make sure that you were given the platform and allowed the uh, the time to speak on it because. Uh, oh, um. Also, before I forget, which I'm not going to forget, but um, I am polyamorous. Um, any of our listeners that may also be polyamorous check out uh multi-amory it's a podcast also that um and you don't have to be poly or non-monogamous to listen to it it's uh talks about relationships and how to uh work on communication skills with your loved ones so check that out if you want to so awesome. yeah awesome all right well guys again e3 is this weekend so enjoy um we should be in kc in august Oh, okay. oh, also, I wanted to say hi to my other partners. Hi, Muna. Hi, Mila. <laughs> Love you guys. They're, they're awesome. Maybe one day we can bring uh, Mila on and she can do photography for us. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That's, that's, uh, I got actually a few ideas. Fallout, I definitely want to do um, photo with that. Uh, and also, I want to make, roll. and I want to do Dove Mall. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, just get oh. the pain. I'll do it for you, and then we can just I know. I know also listeners. <laughs> also, listeners, he's kind of afraid of contact, so we might just edit the eyes in. So if you see that photo, and you're like, "Why do David's eyes look like that?" We might still use Photoshop because do it post off. <laughs> I can't Bro do, doesn't do contacts. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do. I'm just not brave enough yet. But um, that's it. So um, I'll if you guys um see us. Well, we'll have some more podcasts before uh, the actual convention, but uh, I do look forward to seeing everyone down there um, and hope to meet some people. If you hear this and you see us out, we'll be there. Say hi. So just come by and say hi to me and Natasha. And Natasha will be the short one.
<laughs> but there's no short Davis people hate. Tall one with the beard. There's, that's, no, that's the, there's no hate on short people. We won't allow it. So that's it. Natasha, thank you, ma'am. Thank, thank you, ma'am, again for your time. And I know you're a busy, busy woman. Yeah, I actually work today. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, cool. Well, good. I'm going to get you out of here so you can get some rest. So, guys, thank you for listening to What a Nerd Podcast, where nerds can be nerds. Peace. Bye.